So why are you for Hillary instead of Bernie? Well, I, I'm, my daughter, Emma, has really crystallized it over the last four weeks. She's 18 years old. And all of her girlfriends were for Bernie. Right. All of them. I mean, and her too. Mm -hmm. You know, she's even for the New England Patriots, which I can't oh, stand. What? Okay. No, I disinherited her. Okay. Yeah, okay. That's Only it Robert happens. Kraft adopted her. Yeah. That's a problem. He's yeah. got more money than He's doing me. well. It's terrible. No, I doubt that. Don't worry. It's true. Yeah. You know, whatever. And uh, just the, uh, the, she said to me that when, when Bernie said Hillary wasn't qualified, they took that a little like, a little sexist, you know, just like, how could the Secretary of State, 103 countries that she visited, two-time senator, right. you know, first lady, civil rights lawyer, not be qualified. You can say he's not right for the job, but qual so then all of a sudden, every day I'm getting the emails. When, when your kids become Sherlock Holmes, why doesn't he turn in his taxes? What happened with the... That's the great Harvey Weinstein. Hollywood mogul, liberal liar, defender, lion, I meant lion, a defender of women's rights, explaining why his daughter convinced him to be in favor of Hillary, because it's so important for the young women of America to see that example. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'd like to get naked and force you to give me a massage to keep your job. So he's how big a deal is he? He's like the biggest deal, isn't he? Isn't he's he the biggest deal in, in uh, Hollywood? Enormous. Enormous. He uses Oscars for doorstops. And so he had been uh, coming on to chicks? Well, not just coming on to chicks, making it... Right. He would call a meeting, and then uh, the women would be surprised when they were told to go up to his suite. This happened over and over and over again. Actresses, secretaries, assistants, technical people, publicity people, whatever, uh, have to go up to his, his uh, suite where he would uh, let his bathrobe come open and, and, and badger them for a massage or want to give them a massage or do you want to watch me shower or put this oil on me or let me rub your shoulders? And these women would be freaked out and they would flee and they would lose their jobs or they would not be promoted or they wouldn't know what to do. They'd go crying to their mom. and Or they'd sex him up, oh, which I'm sure happened hundreds or thousands of times. Sure, otherwise he'd just stop trying it. Um, over and over and over again, systematically for the course of, over the course of years, Everybody knew it. It was an open secret, um, although his company's still denying it, absurdly, even though the New York Times obtained records of the many settlements they've had and and uh, women, uh, all of whom were, were uh, forced to sign or enticed to sign uh, confidentiality agreements so they couldn't talk about it. Uh, but the New York Times unearthed some of the records and that sort of thing. Some of the memos. <clears throat> Sometimes the individuals weren't the ones paid off either. This story coming out where he uh, once paid, or Weinstein's lawyer gave a Manhattan district attorney $10,000 after he declined to file sexual assault, assault charges against him. Oh, just paid him to not file. Yeah, right. That's an interesting way to go about it. Then Harvey's uh, statement, uh, I came of age in the 60s and 70s when all the rules about behavior in workplaces were different. That was the culture then. I've since learned it's not an excuse in the office or out of it to anyone. I realized some time ago that I needed to be a better person, and my interactions with the people I worked with have changed. I appreciate the way I've behaved with colleagues in the past has caused a lot of pain, and I sincerely apologize for it. On the other hand, he goes on to explain that he will be suing the New York Times for being uh, nasty for $50 million or something like that for defamation. I guarantee you on a story like this about somebody that they really like, the New York Times really made sure. 
that they had this buttoned up. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then Harvey, the, the great champion of all that is good and decent, says, I'm going to need a place to channel the, my anger, so I've decided I'm going to give the NRA my full attention. Who's with me? Who's willing remember to the ignore shooting? all the SI pulled? You remember that shooting last weekend? Yeah, that was awful, wasn't it? we got to do something about these guns. I mean, that's the real issue here. Don't so get... he's going to fight the NRA. You're going to fight him with your dick, Harvey? Wow. Wow. Yeah, you heard me. Wow. Now, this is probably, I probably should have asked you, Jack, because our movie career is pretty much over at this point. We uh, were assigned to the uh, upcoming sequel to the Fast and Furious uh, series. So there's there's two things on this to me. Slow and mediocre. It's going to be the... <laughs> Fast and Furious, slow and mediocre. We're going to drive uh, around in sensible family sedans, <laughs> follow all traffic laws, oh, and yeah. slow and sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> Try to un- uncover accounting errors instead of fighting crime. But, uh... Uh, picking up litter. That's right. <laughs> um, so there's two ways to look at one of these stories, and they're both really interesting. You got the individual, and then you got the culture. For the individual, you got a guy who's really living a lie. I mean, he is one of the big donors and focal points of up with women in America right. <laughs> for decades. Marching along in his pussy hat. He was probably groping his own hat during the parade. While he's uh, doing things that almost everybody finds despicable. Right. He's one um, of the guys who went crazy when the Billy Bush tape came out, of course. Yeah, so you got the individual and what's the hell's going on with somebody like that. And then you got the culture of everybody knows it and, uh, you know, was horrified that Trump became president the way he talks about women there's no, nobody's come out with a story where uh, Donald Trump came out with his robe open to a girl and made it seem like she needed to do something for him to get a job. Nobody's ever even claimed that, as far as I know. Right. Um, but, boy, they were horrified that Trump became president. You're fine with the most powerful person in your entire industry being that kind of person, and you all keep it quiet because you don't want to disrupt things. Well, hey, principle ends where it interferes with profit. It's as simple as that. You know, the truth about Hollywood is you've got to get past the rampant child molestation by casting uh, people. We've heard before that. Before you even get to grown yeah. women being molested and yeah, we've, uh, harassed and We've assaulted. heard that from a number of people. Oh, it's absolutely reprehensible. That uh, they were involved. The whole child star thing is regularly involves child molestation and that sort of thing. And yeah. has forever. But yeah, at least in this case, it's grown women who have the opportunity... If they want to say no and, uh, you know, press charges, although I'm sure that'd be very difficult in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the idea of some fat old guy, you know, with his junk hanging out of his robe to some 20-something actress. That's just so disgusting. Brought himself out and because you put he up can. With that, and you at the Oscars with your he's Jesus talk. Every Oscars broadcast of my adult life. Everybody who wins an Oscar. Talking about Harvey and how important he is to our industry and this and that. Oh, shut up. Shut the hell up. Yeah, even as they knew. Hey, the guy's super great at putting movies together. I'll grant him that. Getting a lot of texts with the sign-off F-E-W-Y-D, which we won't uh, spell out again. Oh, fight him with his... Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. That's uh, There's no intention for that to... Catch on as a meme. a meme or anything. <laughs> Mamay. <laughs> somebody is going to somebody's going <laughs> Shut to up. somebody's going to put that to a video that's not safe at work, I'm sure. God, I thought uh, I thought uh, yeah, I guess I hearted a tweet. Harvey was super critical of Bill Cosby, well I'm sure he was. Yeah. He was he, he wasn't drugging and raping the women. They had the opportunity to leave. 
Um, but he's know, still a, that's still just incredibly uncool. I liked a tweet by somebody or other, and um, I was hoping it was here, but I can't find it. He essentially said Harvey Weinstein is the raping son of the factory owner that everybody's dad in town works for. And you just can't say anything. It's like, you know, a college football player back in the 70s who could get away with anything in in Nebraska. You know, that sort of disgusting communal uh, covering up of the powerful. Utter moral cowardice. It's something. I'm guessing it was as open a secret as could possibly be. That'd be my guess. Wouldn't you think in Hollywood? That everybody's known this for a very long time. Uh, oh yeah, people yeah, probably it's, it's known you. It's known. Oh, you're meeting with Harvey. Yeah, watch out because this is what he does. Right. Yeah. Be All prepared. The women for it. know that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I just you how know. much damage will this do him? Will this be the? Uh, it's got to be the end of them praising him at the Oscars like he's God all the time. I would hope so. His brother, who who helps run the company, um is uh, allegedly pretty shocked, too, so he'll still be there. The company will continue. But Harvey's the most powerful person in Hollywood, certainly in your top tier, in your top very, very small group. So I also found it interesting that of all the late-night TV shows, there was only one joke about that story, and it seemed to be kind of an add-in by the host. Uh, I don't know if it has to do with when they record their shows. I'll be interested to see if there's more... Jokes nah. that come out this weekend or what, but it came out oh. early in the day yesterday. Yeah, that's right. Thank you, Positive Sean. Not a single joke on the late night comedy shows. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's last night. Yeah, just oh, just one, please. and it was. I'll, I'll play it for you oh, later. There was one. It was yeah, but it wasn't from the big three. It was from Tre- Trevor Noah on the Daily Show. Oh, and he was doing a story about Cam Newton and just kind of threw in a Harvey Weinstein reference. Oh, ooh, and I'm sure the audience was like, oh, oh no, oh. Yeah, that's that's yeah. something. Wow. But it, it helps be powerful, I guess, if you want to engage in scumbaggery. Speaking of uh, show business, old Simple Jack's head on Twitter yeah. has a Twitter poll. My my head is a different Twitter handle than my earring, correct? Yes. Correct. Earring and, is a and my beard has a very popular Twitter account, Joe Getty's beard. Um. When Armstrong and Getty make fun of Robert Kardashian on the OJ show saying, Juice, juice, are they making fun of Kardashian, David Schwimmer, or both? Sure. Yes, the Twitter poll. Oh, um, that's a poll. I got to go vote on that. <laughs> who, who are we making fun of? I don't know. Um, I'm saying both. Why does fo- I'm an American. I believe in voting. Both is leading. <laughs> what does football legend and dancing with the stars star jerry rice why why is he crashing weddings it has become his new hobby if you're getting married anytime in northern california there's a chance jerry rice will just crash your wedding because it's his thing that among other stories coming up on the armstrong and getty show it's like he's not really the juice anymore Simpson said that during the nine years he's been in prison, he hasn't really changed at all. (laughs) Then his parole officer said, okay, I guess you're going back to prison. Yeah, it is a weird thing to say. I I I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed the opportunity to do it. OJ said uh, being in prison hasn't changed him at all, Okay, which is uh, 
That's the the, well, the point of prison is to change you. No, it's not hopefully. at all. Not even a little bit. Yeah. Didn't learn how to make Pruno or something. <laughs> Nothing. Or you didn't decide maybe crime is a bad idea, either murdering or stealing or kidnapping or whatever. Uh, a quick Harvey Weinstein follow-up as the most powerful man in Hollywood. It turns out to uh, serially, um, what do you call, Har- uh, Har- harassed slash molested. I mean, uh, sexual assaulter. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, one or two of the allegations come kind of close to sexual assault, unquestionably harassment. Um, how long would you last? Absolutely in, indecent exposure. How would you long would you last in any job if it if if that story came out? The next day you'd be packing up your stuff. Yeah, it wouldn't make any difference. Yeah, you wouldn't have a chance. Um, you know, show up in an open bathrobe. I need a massage. Uh, come on. Anyway, so want to maybe, watch me shower. Yeah, you want to watch lost me shower. His belt for his robe. Do you want to watch me shower? I take very good showers. That would be a negatory. No. No, I do not. Um, but so he's uh, angry with the New York Times for putting this story out and says they were unfair and didn't give him a chance to respond and they nice. lied to him and everything like that. Right. They never wrote about the documentary I did with Jay-Z about Rikers Island. They never write that I rose $50 million for AMFAR, which is some charity something or other, nor my work with Robin Hood. Instead, they focus on trying to bring me down. This is a vendetta. And the sure next time is. I see them, it will be across a courtroom. I'm not sure they need to point out your charity work in their long, long article about you assaulting women. I bet you, Dime, you don't see him in a courtroom, Harv. I'll bet you just quietly go away. How hilarious is it that famed women's rights lawyer Lisa Bloom, daughter of another crusading women's rights lawyer, Gloria Allred, the woman, the very woman who's taken on Bill Cosby, Donald Trump, and Bill O'Reilly, is defending Harvey Weinstein. This is beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. She's represented women in the revenge uh, revenge porn case. Comedian Kathy Griffin with the severed Trump head. Her Twitter feed full of support for women's rights. Promoting model Amber Rose's slut walk. Demanding respect for women regardless of their clothing. Which is anthropologically indefensible. Supporting Black China, the former girlfriend of Rob Kardashian who accused him of abuse. China! Big week at the Bloom Firm, she writes, fighting sexual harassment, disability rights, race discrimination, rape, wage and hour cases, and more, she tweeted last month. Stay tuned. But she is representing Weinstein. Why? Well, in April, she announced she'd agreed to turn her book on the Trayvon Martin case into a television miniseries with the help of Jay-Z. My book, Suspicion Nation, is being made into a miniseries produced by Harvey Weinstein and Jay-Z. They don't write about the charitable work I do. Yeah, they're they're not going to put that in that article. She has defended her decision to represent the shamed Hollywood mogul. As a woman's rights advocate, I have been blunt with Harvey, and he has listened to me. I have told him the times have changed. It is 2017, and he needs to evolve to a higher standard. Yeah, I like this. Uh, people, th- These kind of people always t- talk that way. Sure. That this yeah. is a different time. Like it was perfectly acceptable in 1995 to walk out with your genitals showing and or, ask a, a 20-year-old to get, watch you take a shower. Or 2008, for God's sake. Well, yes, I've spoken with him. Yeah, because none of us had heard that it's uncool to have a subordinate weeping, crying because you're pressuring her so hard for sex that she thinks she has to quit. Back in 08, that was cool, and everybody agreed with it. So he's evolving, eh, Lisa? Oh, my God. (laughs) It's just hilarious. 
So how many people know who Jerry Rice is? He was like the biggest football star in the world back in the day. Then he was a Dancing with the Stars. Was he a champion? Did he win? I know oh, he did very yeah. well. Yes, he did. I believe he did. He was a superb dancer. Uh, anyway, what he does now is he crashes weddings. He plays a lot of golf and crashes weddings for is, some reason. Is, is this you got like a show starting or going, or is he just this is in his this personal is just life? Something he likes to do. He uh, he plays a lot of golf, so he's regularly at golf clubs where they have weddings. Oh yeah, sure. And if he's yeah. playing golf on the weekend and he sees there's a wedding there. He goes over and just shows up at the wedding, and he says people go crazy and get all excited, and he takes pictures with people and signs stuff, and then he leaves, and he really enjoys it, and he does at least one a week, he said. <laughs> <laughs> Often multiple wow. per Does week. he get his grub on and have a couple of cocktails as well? I don't know. I don't he, think he's a drinking man. He gets his groove on. He often finds his way Dances, to the dance yep. floor. He's big on the dancing thing, because, yeah. you know, he was in Dancing with the Stars. And he won season three of Dancing with the Stars. There you go. So he was a champion. Now, in the NFL... He played for two teams, the 49ers, and he crossed the bay and played for the Raiders. Do we know what team? Wasn't he briefly he a Seahawk also? Was he? I think so. That's he unfortunate. End, I think he ended a Seahawk. I could be wrong. Yeah, from the department of... What are you of, trying uh, to say, though? From the department of Joe Namath is a Buffalo Bill yeah, what are you trying to say? I just I wondered what team he plays for these days. Uh, that's kind of funny, though. Is he doing it because he really likes the adoration? Or is he just, like, being a nice guy? He thinks it would make their wedding more special well, and exciting. He obviously really, really likes to dance. Uh-huh. And if you're going to kind of just stumble into a place where people are dancing, it's going to be a wedding. Here's some quotes from one of the wedding parties he crashed. The best was when my mother-in-law was kissing Jerry Rice. My husband went over to his dad and said, Dad, Mom is kissing Jerry Rice. And his dad just nodded and said, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait a minute now. I've had That's... brides, Jerry Rice said, I've had brides that start crying. I tell them, you're not supposed to be crying. For me, your groom is a different story. <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he just likes to crash weddings. He what is, a funny thing to do. He is an immensely likable guy, I've, you know, from everything I've, I've gathered. That's funny, Jerry. Sean, Cr- the crash world, on, brother. The world wants to know, was Jerry Rice a Seahawk? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, he did have a short time with the Seahawks. Yeah. Briefly a Seahawk. Retired as a Niner, right? In one of those things, went into the Hall of Fame as a Niner. Yeah, yeah, almost. I like it matters. I'm not even watching the NFL. Where's uh, where's yeah? I was gonna. I'm off. I'm out. I was gonna ask about that. How were the ratings last week? I hadn't looked them up. Maybe we'll bring you that story. Uh, where's Marshall? Is he okay? Marshall. No, I don't see him yet. No, that's that's it's, not what we meant by where's Marshall. It's his, it's his time. He's usually in here. Coming he's up, fastening the, his bathrobe. He's old, I'm worried. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. Oh, my God. What did I say? That was insensitive. Marshall, we'll thank you to be on time, sir. (laughs) Now, would you you like to watch me shower? (laughs) What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Oh, boy. I'm sorry I got hung up out there. The Vegas shooter's girlfriend is talking. Uh, She's saying he'd lie in bed moaning and screaming. Yeah. We got an update on the Tillerson-Trump feud, and an NFL star is saying he's sorry. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Giddy. That could be anything. And then we're talking to a reporter. Oh, yeah, the Wall Street Journal reporter who broke this story about a brutally important Russian hack of the NSA. This one is history-making. Awesome. Can't wait to hear that. All coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. (laughs) 
Russia hacking our government. We got that story coming up in a little bit. Right now, the news with Marsha Phillips. Well, the girlfriend of the Vegas gunman says she remembers him lying in bed, moaning and screaming, oh, my God, oh, my God, according to two former FBI while officials. While she was sexing him up or not while she was sexing him up? Because that's not that uncommon to lie in bed <laughs> oh with your girlfriend or wife and yell, oh, my God, oh, my God. Uh, the lighter side. According- well, that's the first thing I thought yeah. when I heard that. I thought, right. is, what is she talking about? Like, wakes up in the middle of the night screaming? Well, according, is that what she means? Uh, yeah, she, yeah, basically she was talking about a couple times in the mornings when they, she was waking up and he'd be laying there screaming. Wow, that would be disturbing. Yep. Suffering from obvious mental problems. Yep. According to the two FBI uh, officials who've been briefed on the matter, Mary Lou Danley spoke to the investigators about her boyfriend displaying mental health symptoms. The way they're putting it. He sort- was glued to the video poker machine over the weekend. Yep. Playing it hours at a time, yep. wow. and somebody hit a big hand behind him, and like went woohoo, because this guy recognized him after the photos came out, and he turns around and says, "What'd you hit?" The guy said, "Roy Flush." Nice job. Went back to his gambling. Wow. Over the weekend, he was still into it. Wow. While he's planning this. Yeah, yeah. Mental illness is more and more. I right. mean, like overt, recognizable mental illness is starting to seem more and more a possibility. Meanwhile, a mystery piece of paper that was thought to have a note on it. People were talking about what was on, what was in the note, what was in the note. Well, it was found near the shooter's dead body, and Sheriff Lombardo said it has been sent off for analysis. It is not believed, according to the sheriff, to be a suicide note. It reportedly includes random numbers whose relevance investigators are trying to figure out. That could get more toward the crazy stuff where he's gotten some numbers written down that only made sense in his own head about who the frig knows what. Maybe the timing of this shooting was some completely out there crazy thing, you know, uh, that that nobody will ever understand. Why he didn't, when he had the hotels right, booked at right. the music festival sometimes and did this time. Right. The numbers, was, numbers just didn't yeah, add up. Yeah, yeah. You know what? That, because mm-hmm. his brother was talking about how he was such a, a mathematician about right. the video poker. Right. He had no, he didn't believe in luck or streaks or anything like that. He just was a mathematician, and he would try to keep track of this and that, and what's the probability of everything. That's the way he played it. And who knows what sort of probability numbers mathematician thing he had going on this killing spree. Combined with, yeah, mental illness. It's not over yet. Top members of the Trump cabinet reportedly trying to still smooth things over between the president and the secretary of state, Rex Tillerson. NBC is saying Tillerson and Defense Secretary Jim Mattis were called to the White House by the chief of staff, John Kelly, to discuss a path forward after the escalating tensions between Tillerson and Trump exploded in public. The meeting was held on Wednesday while the president was in Vegas meeting with the victims and the first respondents of Sunday's mass shooting. So that continues onward. I have another quick note. We should uh, give a tip of the hat. The winner of the 2017 Nobel Peace Prize, a group called the International Campaign to Abolish Nuclear Weapons, the organization based... Whatever. Might as well be the International Association to Tame Unicorns. Organization based in Geneva trying to establish a global prohibition of nuclear weapons. Nice nice gesture. Seriously. Round up a herd of uniforms and teach them to give kids rides. It's as likely to be successful. Meanwhile, you got the Panthers quarterback Cam Newton posting a video apology for insulting a woman reporter during a press conference. Nobody cares. The uh, fake reversy. The re- <laughs> the re- he, he lost his yogurt sponsorship. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> so that's something. Newton saying in wow. his Newton saying in his apology. I have to be careful though. I understand 
that my word choice was extremely degrading and disrespectful uh, to women. And to be honest, that was not my intentions. And if you are a person who took offense to what I said, I sincerely apologize to you. There you See, go. See, there's hyperbole even in the apology. The f- fakeology. It was extremely degrading to women. No, if you'd like, I will say something extremely <laughs> no, degrading no, 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 to women. No, no, saying, no, it's, it's funny to hear a female talk about routes. Is degrading. It's insulting. It undermines her as a professional. But it's not extremely degrading. Now, I've often run into this time, or with this from time no. to time, where I misuse the word funny. To me, fun, I use, oh, that's funny. That's awesome. That's great. Right? And when people say something, I say, oh, that's funny. Why is that funny? What's funny about that? I could see myself getting into a similar thing where, oh, that's that's great. I love I love that you're talking routes like this. I, I'm not used to a customer scene mm-hmm. of that. But I, he didn't say that in his apology. I don't know. But that struck me as I often get accused of calling, oh, what's funny about that? It's like, no, no, no I meant that's that's nice. That's good. Do, do your friends not understand the concept of funny strange or funny ha-ha? Right. My, right. my, my kids right. get confused by that. Sometimes I'll say something that's funny. And like, well, why was that funny? Well, I didn't mean funny. Like, oh, okay. I got to be more careful. We think the reporter should have said to him, I'm surprised you're a quarterback being a black guy. <laughs> and then she could have said, oh, you don't like stereotypes. Oh, see oh, how that feels? Right. Yeah. yeah. It hurts. Yeah, right. yep. And boom! Blindsided him and drove him into the turf. There you go. That is a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. Coming you- up in moments. Gordon Lubald of the Wall Street Journal breaking a big story about a Russian hack that could be significantly worse than old, uh, what's his name, Ed Snowden. You could say something really degrading about women, but you're not going to. Correct? Certainly not. Okay. I'm just saying, that's that's good place. I was afraid you were going to unleash an example. <laughs> no. No, I think not. At least save it for the commercial break. Yeah. Or your weekend podcast. Joe's very, very <laughs> blue weekend podcast. Exactly. Who's he going to degrade today? Tune in. Joe does a weekend podcast. I've seen sailors fall to their knees crying listening to this. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is blue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know you can use words like that, said one sailor. <laughs> uh, so we got that story Joe mentioned. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. You guys know what this represents? Well... Maybe it's the calm before the storm. What's the storm? Could be the calm before the storm. More on that later, I guess. The the president meeting with a bunch of military guys and saying this is the calm before the storm. What is he talking about? I don't know. Sounds like a character from a Godfather movie. Very odd. Gordon Lubold joins us. Gordon is a Wall Street Journal Pentagon reporter. Broke a story yesterday, a a rather shocking and, and big story about an alleged Russian hack of an NSA contractor. Uh, Gordon, welcome. How are you, sir? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Am I correct that this sounds like a hell of a loss in terms of our national security? Yeah, it's 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 another in a, in you know kind of a series of losses, but this one is particularly significant um, in part because the nature of what was taken is what the intelligence community likes to refer to as sources and methods. These are the tools the uh, community use to uh, to spy on other folks, in this case, uh, and, and do some counter-espionage and, and, and uh, cyber work. Um, but uh, most notably, it is the 
uh, facts that uh, the way it was uh, taken. So um, the uh, uh, contractor uh, left the building with highly classified information. Shouldn't have done that. Um, used put the information on his home computer, and he was running this popular antivirus software that many consumers use called Kaspersky, made by Kaspersky Labs, um, uh, which uh, appears to have been used to essentially suck the information off the computer by Russian hackers. So Russia Russia developed an antivirus software that went into your computer and, like, looked for stuff to steal? Yeah, so... uh, Antivirus uh, software is designed to, you know, scan what's on a computer, um, but it's also, you know, linked to the cloud or the internet. I mean, it's it's not just local to your computer. So um, there are ways, and we're not quite exactly sure how this part works, but you know, there are ways to for bad people or hackers or whatever to see what's on somebody's computer. And I think that th- this guy was likely targeted. He didn't necessarily know what was happening right what it, it makes perfect sense if you understand espionage and all that russian spooks have uh, tried to identify as hard as they can um nsa contractors whoever works for the nsa etc and i've been hearing for a long time from various people and i was never sure whether to take it seriously or not that you shouldn't use kaspersky antivirus software because of the company's close ties to the kremlin um and and your story seems to to uh, suggest that maybe that's a good uh, policy. Yeah. So you know the the software it has a great reputation. I was talking to a good friend of mine who works in the IT world, uh, uh, separate and apart from all of this, and he, you know, he's like, this is great software with a great reputation. But uh, perhaps that's the idea because it's. Um, it's, it's perhaps so good at what it does that it's, it's been marketed so well and bundled with, you know, computers people buy at Best Buy and Staples. Um, and so uh, it, and it's a very kind of effective tool to use if you are using it for espionage. Is it possible for our government to hire people to work there that are in charge of secrets that aren't either anti-U.S. and want to give stuff away or so stupid that they bring stuff home and put it on their own computer? Is it possible? Hmm. Um, apparently it is. Uh, in this case, we think we know that this person, you know, again, knew what he was doing was wrong, but not for those kinds of nefarious purposes. Um, note that, you know, uh, the, the U.S. government has gotten wise to Spursky and, uh, as I think you may have seen, last month, you know, banned the software from all government computers. The problem with is uh, software can be embedded many times under other software. It's kind of hard to find. It's not just like, okay, let's go to all the government computers in 22 agencies where it is used and just remove it. Uh, so that's like a, a much longer project in and of itself. But this, of course, was uh, somebody using it on their home computer anyway, so it didn't, it's just kind of a different situation. Right. Uh, Gordon Lubold of the Wall Street Journal, Pentagon reporter, is on the line. Let's get back to the, the substance of the theft. Uh, would it be fair to say that the Russians got a pretty good chunk of our offensive and defensive playbooks for cyber espionage? I think that's uh, that's a very definitive fear. Uh, yeah, th- this this is uh, you know maybe the uh, creme de la creme of the of the tools the U.S. uses to figure out uh, who's digging into U.S. systems and how to dig into others. And 
you know, kind of the kind of silly but simple to understand analogy. You know, you think about it's not just the tools that you'd open up in the tool drawer, but it's the kind of tools that the Russians now can see the U.S. has that helps them understand what it is that the U.S. is targeting. So, you know, if you open up a tool drawer, you realize like there's certain kinds of tools there. Okay, somebody's building a bookshelf. That helps them understand what it is the U.S. was doing with it. It's not just the tools. It's, it's what the tools say about what the U.S. has been trying to do. I sure hope we're anywhere near as good at doing this to other countries as other countries seem to be at doing it to us. Well, but, God, we're, we did it to ourselves. I mean, just sloppiness and negligence. It's just it's shocking. Uh, Gordon Lubold of the Wall Street Journal reports on the Pentagon. The story is really excellent. It's it's well written. We'll have a link so people can read the whole thing uh, at our website. Gordon, hey, we know you're really busy. We appreciate you spending a couple minutes. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. Thank you. Uh, you have called for this many times. I will join you. Does this guy deserve to be put up against a wall and shot for his negligence? I don't know. How about 30 years? At least something to send a message this is a big deal. This is a really big deal if you decide to do this. By noon today, every single geek running a government computer will hear, dude brought secrets home and is serving 30 years in the federal pen. That would be the last time Absolutely. somebody would do that. The Absolutely. last freaking time. Um, That's astonishing. And, you know, it's funny. I've been hearing that Kaspersky stuff for a while. I just I didn't know if it was that paranoia or what because it's huge it's really big and they're one of the other one of the competitors what is the one makes a big deal of the fact that listen we're the, our entire operation is U.S. this is we write the code in the U.S. all our people are U.S. this is American anti software uh, stuff I can picture the guy doing the ads but I can't remember the company and I was I said I knew. Wow, he's talking about Kaspersky. I wonder how legit that is. I hope we're inventing virus software the Russians use where we, you know, spy on them. Is it going to turn out that my my whole life, for instance, we've been the 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 the, the baddest horse in the barn militarily. I wonder if all of a sudden we're just not in the new world of cyber warfare. We're just not. We're just not as good as a lot of other people. It could be one of those situations where our openness as a society is a uh, is detrimental to or, our security, or maybe we're not taking it seriously. And not, I don't, I don't, I don't get the sense that we are. Well, since yeah, we that's, let... yeah, that's a good way to put it. Better way to put it. What do you think would happen if uh, some guy at the Kremlin did what this dude did? Oh, he'd be executed immediately. Right. Immediately, and Hence, that's why you don't have people they don't doing do it. it. Right. Yeah. I had the software on my computer. I just took it off recently, as a matter of fact. Kaspersky. Yep. Yeah. Like, so. Way to go, comrade. Yeah. Way to go. Dancing to Putin's tune, eh? Huh. Did you look in his eyes and see a soul or not? I had no idea. I just picked an antivirus software, and who would have known that it was a Russian software? Oh, so we played that unbelievable Joe Biden story. We ought to play that again. Do we have that handy? Yeah. Yeah, do we have How? We barely have any time, do we? Oh, we have a minute? Go ahead, P.S., if you can. I got criticized when I was last with Putin, and we were in his office alone. And I was, he wanted to show me his magnificent office, and it was. And I had my arms up. I said, it's amazing what capitalism will do. <laughs> and as I turned, we were coincidentally just about this far apart, looking at each other. And I said, and I wasn't being a wise guy. I said, Mr. President, I'm looking in your eyes. And you have no soul. 
And he looked back at me and he said, we understand one another. That's a, that's a hell of a story. Do you think it's true? I don't know. Because you reminded me, Uncle Joe makes stories up. He has been caught in the past making up some pretty good stories, and then they turned. He had to back off of them. But that one sounds a little too perfect. What I mean, think, it's, it's all true. What's your gut feeling? True or not? I think I think it's true, but I could be wrong. That's I'm at sixty percent true. It's historical fiction. It's based on facts and characters, but it didn't happen. The the meat of it is true, certainly. Right. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.